You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 49 with Lindsay Down. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, this week we have Lindsay Downs from Pure Color Baby on the show. We chat about working full-time and also having a side hustle and how that looks like as a mom. Lindsay shares with us why she decided to start sewing and selling kids' clothing and what she has learned throughout her journey. We chat about knowing when to outsource, prioritizing when you feel pulled in so many different directions, and what her schedule looks like trying to do all that she does. I hope this show leaves you inspired to go after what you really want in life, even if it's a side hustle for now. Hey, you guys, this show is brought to you by the free tool that I've created. It's the Vacation Personality Quiz. You have to go check it out. It's going to make your life so much better in regards to figuring out what vacations you want to go on. And even better, I would have your spouse take it. That way you guys can figure out what your vacation personality is. So who doesn't love free? Just go to mominspiredshow.com slash quiz to take your vacation personality quiz today. Let's go to the show. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker. I love to travel and I want to inspire other moms to travel as well. So I love to ask, what is your favorite vacation spot that you've gone to and why? And this can be with or without kids. So my favorite vacation spot would probably be when I went to San Francisco about nine years ago. I spent four or five days there with my husband and we absolutely loved it. Um, so we just kind of explored the city and went to see all sorts of cool, like we went to the touristy things like Alcatraz and everything, um, and really, really had a wonderful time. I wish I could have stayed longer and I definitely need to get back there because it's been far too long. <laughs> yeah. We just went two years ago, but we kind of split it up. We went, we flew into Oakland, um, and then drove down the coast, spent time in Monterey, Big Sur and all of that. And then we came nice. back and spent our end of our trip in San Francisco, but it was a shorter amount. And I re- quickly realized that you could spend a lot of time here. And so definitely, yeah, and we didn't yeah. even do Alcatraz. So we just kind of did, we just kind of toured the town and, um, you know, just took cabs or Ubers and all that, just trying to get all to the different areas. And uh, it was great. And I really want to get back there too. So I totally understand what you're saying about that it's been too long. I mean, I feel that way. And it's only been two years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely. And my daughter was only uh, less than two at the time. And we left her for that whole week yeah. almost. And she stayed with my parents and yeah. she was great. But now that we have two kids, it's a little bit more difficult to get away for that long, it long is. trip yes. without them. Yes. Um, and we just do a lot of day trips with the kids because uh, that's just a little bit more manageable right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, uh, we just went to Asheville, North Carolina, and it's in the mountains and there's a Biltmore. Um, it's like a castle, um, but it's a house. Oh. And so, yeah, it's 187,000 square feet. So it's a house wow. for three people. And, um, <laughs> and but it was really fascinating, but we left the kids. It was just a short trip. And um, I know what you're saying about trying to leave them for a long period of time. It is challenging. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I always say this to my girlfriends and I even say this to my husband. I said, 
I feel so bipolar because it's like, I want to go away without them so that I can actually have a conversation with my husband that's not constantly interrupted. But then a full day in, I'm kind of like, I really miss them and I want them to be here and it would be so fun. And then, you know, not long after getting home, you're like, oh my gosh, I just want to be able to have a conversation again. It's so true. It's so true. It is. I'm just like, only a mother could understand this craziness. So. Yes, it's, it's, I know, right? We yeah. get that mom guilt yes. and then you miss them, but then you need the break. So. I know, yeah, I know. I haven't quite yeah. figured out the, the sweet spot yet. So, but um, <laughs> let's get into this show. How about you tell us who you are, what your name is and where you're from and how many kids you have and how you got to where you are today. Okay. So my name is Lindsay Down and um, I have two kids. Um, I have an 11-year-old daughter and I have a an almost five-year-old son. Um, and it's great because they're both in school now, which is wonderful. No more daycare. Um, and I run a, a handmade children's clothing shop called Pure Color Baby. And I've been doing that uh, for the last five years. And I'm also an interior designer. Yeah. So this leads me into my first question. Um, How about you share with us more about your business, Pure Color Baby? So um, when my sister was pregnant um, quite a few years, about seven years ago, um, I decided to start making um, some things for her nursery and um, got really obsessed with fabrics again. And I've always done sewing um, and I've done lots of home decor products and pillows and curtains and things like that to decorate my own house. So I started getting into the baby stuff and I saw some really cute new prints that were out. And then from there, I just sort of spun off and started making things and selling them at local markets um, and started an Etsy shop. Um, and that was in 2012. Um, early 2012, I decided to sell on Etsy. So um, I, when I had my son in late 2012, um, I was cloth diapering him and I had made some cloth diapers. So I was happy with that. And then I found that store-bought pants did not fit properly over cloth diapers. So I started um, making him pants and then other people were asking me for pants. So instead of just selling the baby accessories um, and the blankets and the bibs and things, I started doing clothing. And then I sort of um, really, really enjoyed that and um, kept going from there. So it's all organic fabric. Um, we sew everything in our studio. I have a couple of helpers now and I've done some really big uh, markets um, in the cities that are nearby to me as well, which is really exciting. So I just love doing it. Yeah. And so did you say where you were from? I can't oh, remember. sorry. I am, I am from <laughs> Ontario, Canada. Okay. They, they would catch that with how you say sorry. I'm like, eh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> if they didn't catch it then, they probably would. But um, yeah, so where do you like to do the markets in Canada? So we do, um, in the city that I'm from, we do quite a few artisan markets here. There's a really great art scene and a lot of talent here. Um, and then I go to Ottawa, which is um, a fairly large city that some people may know of. Um, and I'm usually there four or five times a year for different shows and markets. And then the other big city is Toronto and it's about three hours from me. Um, and I do a show called the one of a kind show and sale, which in the winter time we do an 11 day long sale. So you essentially set up, um, like a pop-up store. Um, it's sort of trade show style, but it's all handmade artisans. So it's fantastic. It's so much fun. Um, ton of work, but it's coming up in November. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, that's awesome. Um, So I was going to ask you, you started your business alongside working full time. So what would you say you learned from that and anything that you would have done differently? 
So I've always taken it seriously as if it, it is a proper business um, and just always had it as my side hustle. Um, over the years, I've had some jobs where they weren't as creative. So the Pure Color Baby clothing was sort of my creative outlet. Um, and I, I like my job and I, I still work full time for now. And we'll see where that takes me. <laughs> but um it sort of goes alongside with the things I'm doing with Pure Color Baby. So it's just a matter of balancing my time, which is very challenging lately, and uh, trying to find enough time and routine um, to keep my business running and also have enough energy um, for my day job. Yeah. So did we touch base on what you do as your uh, day job? Did we, did we say that yeah, you do so, interior? Okay. Want to go yeah, into that so a little bit? I do interior design um, at the university in my city. So I work on a lot of uh, classroom design, office interiors, um, lounge spaces for students, things like that. So it can be pretty fun um, and it's very busy, but I really do enjoy it. So, Yeah, I was going to say, so when you first started this and did you ever, did you feel like you wanted to grow Pure Color Baby into a really big business or did you always think I want to keep my day job and then just have this as a side hustle and, you know, only let it get to a certain size? Um, I've gone back and forth over the years. <laughs> there are times where when I'm um, fully immersed in Pure Color Baby and I'm doing things like the one of a kind show. And I think, oh my gosh, how great would it be if I could do this every day? And then there are other times where I, I worry that, okay, I do really like my day job and I'm worried I would miss parts of that. And um, the working with a lot of other people and um, sort of rather than just being cooped up in my studio per se, um, doing Pure Color Baby. So I keep kind of being on the fence. Um, and I think the next year or so, I will hopefully be able to make that decision and uh, go from there. So for now, I just sort of keep running and I um, have a couple of helpers um, to keep my business going. So that's awesome. Well, and you know what, you remind me of episode 45 with Mary Marland, and she actually quit her job to then, you know, start her business and which is a clothing yeah. line for kids. Um, so it's, it's interesting to kind of see you're at a different stage, you haven't quit and, and, but you're still run, running the side hustle. So it's, it's fun to kind of catch people at different phases to kind of see where their thought process is, how all Definitely. of that is going, because, you know, I know there's so many women out there that are in the same position, you know, they're, and some people may not like their current day job. So it's awesome that you do love yours. Yes. That's what makes it a little harder, but, <laughs> but that's what I was going to say. Good. That would be it's hard. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't want to let it go. So I can see how that yeah. would be an issue. Um, and it is scary because sometimes, you know, I, I've thought about things too, where, you know, have, you've heard people say that they have a hobby, they really love it. And then when they tried to mm -hmm. make it a career, they actually yes. didn't like it. And so I know. that's tricky <laughs> to figure out without actually really doing it. Exactly. And I think now at this point, I do know that I would, I would enjoy doing it and I, I take it seriously. And I definitely, um, there's parts of it that I enjoy more than others, of course, and yeah. that comes with anything, but I really do enjoy being an entrepreneur and having control over my little company. Um, and being able to take it in these different directions, it's really exciting. And I absolutely love meeting my customers in person um, and that whole aspect of it, too, which is is so great. So I um, 
and my husband right now, um, so for my family, it's better that I'm working a full-time job as well because my husband's not working at the moment. So we'll see what happens in the next little while with his career and mm. jobs. And uh, that'll sort of help make um, my decision yeah, a little bit easier. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that changes everything when when um, you, when you're the main uh, breadwinner and stuff like that. So yeah. um, I can see how you really have to you know, keep working. And so it is really good that you do like your job. <laughs> yes, definitely. So I kind of just, I keep working at it. And I, I find a lot of times it's really about the routine. So I can make sure that um, I stay on top of things. And sometimes I get a little behind schedule and sure. that's okay. Um, but if I keep my routine up, I have a couple of um, people who come in and help me with some of the sewing and some of the admin work. Um, then I'm still happy to, to do it part time. And I, I can't think of any time that I would want to let it go. So I'm still very much, uh, <laughs> um, wanting to, uh, to make all of the adorable baby clothes yeah. and, and meet my customers and, you know, do these big shows. So, yeah, well, I, th- that kind of, um, ties into my next question with making all the baby clothes. Um, I can imagine, that when you're creating your products, it would be easy to keep adding on and doing custom work. So did you find that you had to start streamlining items versus doing what everyone wanted you to do? Oh, yes, definitely. I learned the hard way on that. (laughs) So I mean, being a creative, I want to explore all of the different things. And someone would say, Oh, hey, could you make me this diaper bag? And hey, can you make me uh, a cloth diaper that has this um, print on it? And I'd go, sure, because that sounds fun. And I'd end up with so many different fabrics and different types of materials in my studio. Um, I'd end up spending so much money um, on materials. It was hard to sort of make sure I was keeping my budget balanced and, um, you know, selling things for what they actually cost. So I ended up starting to streamline things. And then I still, I still have things that people ask me to make that I no longer make. And I just have to say no now, which is sad, Mm. but in the reality, I just can't manage all of it. You end up with too many different product lines, um, and too much going on. And, uh, I have to sort of simplify. So I've been working since I went through the factory 45 course, um, with Shannon Lore, um, last year, I've been working, um, hard to sort of streamline my collections and make sure that I'm only introducing as many pieces that, uh, as really that I'm capable of and also um, so that it looks like a more cohesive um, collection of apparel. So when it's presented, it also looks better, which makes me happy as a designer. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. And can you, why don't you explain a little bit about um, that program that you went through, what you were just saying? Yeah. So Factory 45 is sort of like an accelerator program for sustainable fashion businesses. So when I came across Shannon's program, um, I thought, oh my gosh, this is what I need because I knew what I was doing. I was doing things um, where I felt I was doing okay, but I really needed some more knowledge to sort of take my business to that next level. And I was struggling to kind of the direction to take and sort of how to go about it, um, looking for more uh, wholesale suppliers, figuring out if I was going to outsource my sewing to um, to a sewing production shop, um, things like that. So I did the course and um, it was amazing. I met some great people. Um, during that time as well, who are also starting um, other brands um, in the fashion business, in sustainable fashion. And it was definitely worth going through. So I'm really happy and I have a lot of resources now in my back pocket so that when I'm ready um, to take those next steps, I know exactly what to do. 
Yeah, that's great. I, it's always fun when you can find programs that are really fitting to your business and yeah. what you're wanting to do to just kind of lift you up and give you tools to, um, you know, just get it launched and going and, and give you mm-hmm. tips on how to do things. And so it's really great that we live in, a, a, you know, um, in today's society where you can get to those things very easily, you know, and yes. you can be taking a course that's not even located near you and be with other people that are part of it. That's not even in the same country. And so it's, it's really yeah. great to have that as a tool for someone who's starting off a business. Um, I was going to ask you, so, you know, I feel like a lot of women who love making things, if it be from quilting, making baby mm-hmm. headbands or, you know, you know, baby outfits and stuff like that. Um, what would you say you found was the best thing to do for marketing yourself and, and getting your name out mm-hmm. there? Um, by far, it was the local markets and pop-ups and artisan shows. I still have a really large local customer base. And I've noticed over the past three years where I've been doing shows in Ottawa, um, my customer base there has grown quite a lot as well. And I now have two retailers who carry my clothing in Ottawa. Um, so I do really see um, reap the rewards from doing that hard work of, you know, schlepping my stuff there, setting up a, a booth for the day um, and selling because those customers tend to start to know you. Uh, they know your brand and then they, they also have met you in person. So it establishes that sort of level of uh, a little bit more trust. And also they know you're a real person. You're not just um, some large corporation and they know that um, you care about the products you're making. And when they can touch and feel it in um, in person and see the colors and see the quality of the fabrics and the garments, it really makes the sale a lot easier. So I'm really glad I, I started doing that and I've continued to do that, even though it's a lot of hard work. Um, it by far has been my best marketing tool. So how would you, how would someone go about trying to find markets around you, especially for the niche that they're in? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you could go out and see your local farmer's markets. And if you see someone who makes jewelry or someone who's selling handbags, um, that might be sort of roughly in that same genre, um, ask them about local markets, ask them if they would mind, you know, saying, Hey, is there, is there a spot where I could join this? Um, and often the different cities have, um, local things where you can um, pop up and pay a small vendor fee to be part of it. So I started out doing a lot of kind of really small sort of crafty type shows. And then um, I now do some of the larger shows that are a little bit, they're, they're juried and you have to apply with, you know, photographs and information about your business. Um, so the, the quality level is higher at those shows. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I know that when you know, you're starting out, it can feel overwhelming, and you may not know where to start. So this is a great uh, advice to give someone to kind of, you know, start going around to the markets. I know that we have um, a friend of mine, and she's actually going to be on the show uh, Mm -hmm. this month. Um, she started a market um, called the Sunday Market and just pulling in different vendors. So that's probably what I'm assuming what you're kind of yeah. referencing and stuff like that. So yeah, and, and those are so fun to go to. And 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 they are. I yeah, you probably would actually do really well in um, this one. Not that you're coming down to Franklin, Tennessee, <laughs> but <laughs> a I little could, bit far. Yeah, a little far. <laughs> and so, um, but I can see stuff like that doing really well in that in that demographic. So um, I totally yeah. get what you're saying. But Lindsay, we're almost at the end of the show. And I wanted to ask you about prior to a prior. Hold on. Let me just (laughs) click this again. Okay. Yeah. 
So Lindsay, we're almost at the end of the show. And I wanted to ask you about prioritizing opportunities when you feel pulled in so many different directions. Uh, How do you go about dealing with all that? So um, it's tricky. (laughs) There's never an easy answer. Um, And I tend to be a person that takes on a little bit more than I can handle at times. And then there will be times where uh, my assistant will come over to pick up some work and I'll be like, oh my goodness, I have way too much to do. And I talk it through with her and we kind of, you know, break it up into sort of bite-sized pieces. I make some priority lists and some task lists. And then I I sort of hand off a couple of things to her and I do a couple of things then. And it sort of de-stresses me that way. So I find it's really helpful to have people to talk to and people to bounce ideas off of. Um, There are things that I know that now I just say no to because I can't manage them time-wise. And I've sort of learned what those things are over the years through trial and error mostly. Um, And the things like the local artisan markets, there are certain markets that just aren't well suited to um, my business. And I sell things that are a little bit higher end, Um, you know, they're handmade, they're organic fabrics. And there's certain customers who appreciate that. And there are other markets and shows where it's more of the direct sales crowd, or there's more of the thrifting crowd. um, And I don't fit in as well. So I don't bother with those markets. And I, um, I don't spend the time and energy on those. I just focus on the ones where I know um, it's more of my clientele base. Um, And the same when it comes to um, opportunities with collaborating with bloggers, um, things like that. I'm always really on the lookout for someone who sort of pairs well with my brand. And I think it's worthwhile investing time and or money uh, in the opportunity. Yeah, you know, what um, stood out to me is when you were talking about an assistant. And I was just thinking, you know, there's a lot of people that are trying to run their businesses and they wish they could outsource. Was there... Uh, a point that Mm -hmm. you felt like, okay, I can really do this? Or do you only feel like you could do it because you were also working full time? Or did you feel like, no, you're making enough with Pure Color Baby that Mm -hmm. you could outsource? So I'm still, um, I do outsource what I can. I like to do as much as I actually possibly can handle myself. But I've realized over time that it wasn't feasible to keep doing things by myself. So I first hired someone um, to help me sew just a little bit. So she does, you know, um, maybe five hours a week for me just to sort of take, um, alleviate some of that from me. And she's lovely. And then she also helps me out with markets. And then I have an assistant who um, has a background in fashion design, and she's previously worked for some other uh, larger fashion brands. And I brought her on to help me with a number of different things. So she helps me sometimes keep my online listings up and she helps me, um, you know, design um, some of the patterns and do some of the pattern drafting, uh, cut and sew, uh, tag items. There's so many. The list goes on um, and I can't handle it by myself anymore. So I'm really lucky to have found these two ladies who are happy to just work a few hours a week. So Depending on our season um, and certain times, like when we are in Toronto for uh, the larger shows, then they'll be with me for, you know, multiple days in a row. And other times I, uh, I only speak to them maybe once a week. So it's great. They're flexible. And that allows me to sort of work within um, the busy seasons of my business and when I can afford to pay for more help. So. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think too, you know, that's the struggle people have, right? When, when do you know to start, Mm -hmm. start outsourcing? And sometimes I feel like you may have to do it a little bit before you're really ready just to be able to propel you to get your stuff out there, or if it's social media stuff or whatever it is that you need help to, Mm -hmm. you know, get your business 
more known or whatever, sometimes you have to take that risk. And But I do feel like there is this sweet spot of knowing <laughs> when is the best time. You don't want to do too, too early, right? Because then you're, you know, um, yeah. you're just spending too much money. But I was going to... Exactly. I was going to ask you with working full time, I wanted to paint mm-hmm. a picture for everyone. Um, you know, you're working full time, you get home, you have kids. Paint us a picture a little bit on when you are working in your business and and then how are you making time to actually work on the business? That's the tricky part. So, um, a typical weekday, um, I, you know, I'll come home and I'll have dinner with my kids. I'll spend time with them before bed. And once my youngest goes to bed, I'll usually head down to my studio. Um, and some nights I work on sort of admin tasks and I'll just work on my computer and replying to emails. Um, I fulfill orders. I do some cutting and sewing and try to break up the tasks a little bit, but it's the routine that sort of keeps me going. Um, so if I I go in my studio at that time, you know, most nights, there's certain nights a week where I spend time with my husband, (laughs) but I try to be in my studio at least four or five nights a week um, for uh, one to three hours, um, just to sort of catch up on things. And some nights I'm doing things like sewing, which I enjoy, and it's not stressful. And then um, in terms of keeping up with social media, I use my breaks at work. Um, and sometimes, you know, if um, my kids are busy with something or they're off, I can spend a little bit of time on my phone doing that um, to help me kind of keep up with things. But it is always a battle of uh, not enough hours in the day. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, as a constant. But since I really enjoy what I'm doing, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, I totally get that. Mainly because my husband helps with the podcast and he works full time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's having when <clears throat> he's not doing, um, I do more of the stuff, but when it comes to the editing yeah. and maybe technical stuff, he's doing it and he has to work it in either on the weekends or at night. And so, um, yes. so yeah, so that's why I wanted to pick your brain since, since you're the main person and you're working full time and doing this. I mean, it's a and lot. This. <laughs> it's a lot. And it's I lot. don't do a lot of work on pure color baby on the weekends, unless it's a show, um, a show weekend where I'm, I'm off doing a market. So I try not to work a lot on the weekends. I, I sometimes still idea. do it in my yeah. busy season, right. but I, I really try harder not to work on those weekends um, so that we can have more family time then. Although my daughter, she's 11 now, She's not too into having as much family time as she used to be. And my son's getting a little bit more independent. So, I mean, they're not babies anymore. So they don't need me um, Mm. quite as much as they did before, which is sort of sad, but sort of nice in the way that I have a little bit more free time. So, yeah, I was going to say that's sad (laughs) that she's 11 and already kind of moving yeah. away a little bit. She wants oh. to be on her computer and chatting with her friends. Of course. And, uh, oh my goodness. You know, having play dates and things. Yeah. Um, and every now and then she'll kind of come back and say, Oh mommy, can we have some mommy time? And, and she'll sweet. come in my studio and we'll, and we'll make something. She likes to take my fabric scraps to make doll clothes. Oh, that's um, so cute. She's extremely creative and crafty. So she's always scavenging for scraps and, um, and cardboard and different things that she can use to make, um, make crafts um, and clothes for her dolls and uh, things like that, which is great. And my son, um, I was making him some new pants on the weekend. So we spent some time in my studio and he picked out the fabrics 
helped me trace the patterns and then wanted to help me sew them, which was interesting because like I said, he's not quite five. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a little video of it, but it was really cute. Um, and it was really sweet that he actually appreciates the clothes I make for him. And he, um, he'll tell sometimes he'll tell people like, Oh, my mommy made my outfit or my mommy uh, made these pants I'm wearing and aren't they nice? Oh and, my gosh. That's so nice. Oh, that just, it melts my heart. I so. bet. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's really great. And that's really fun that they, you know, are interested in what you're doing and that yeah. your daughter likes to make, you know, dog clothes. Heck, she could probably start a business doing that. <laughs> she pretty much could. She actually sold headbands. One of my markets Aww. I do uh, is at a local school here. And a lot of the kids like to shop the markets, but I never have any product for them um, because they tend to be more school age children. So my daughter w- wanted to make headbands out of some of my scraps. So we braided headbands and she actually made them. I help her cut the strips of fabric and she braided about a dozen or so headbands and we made a little sign and she came with me to the market and sold the headbands and boy, was she proud and she took all the money. <laughs> I think so that's so great. It was really cute. Yeah, I it really do good. think that's great. And, I, you know, especially when you have um, an entrepreneur in the family and they can see what you're doing and, yeah. and, and especially if they can be part of it. I mean, my my girls know they don't quite understand what a podcast is, but they know that I work <laughs> on it and I do stuff and we let them talk in the mic and, you know, practice kind of like yes. saying the intros and, you know, um, but it's really great, you know, when you can actually touch and feel things kind of like with your kids, with the materials and actually make yeah. something. So I think that's neat. Yeah. And they understand it more and they kind of know what mommy's doing. And I think, um, it helps them sort of know, okay, mommy's busy doing this, but yes, she's making clothes for these babies and then she's going to sell them at these markets and they think the clothes are really great and they love looking at the pictures of the babies. That's their favorite. Oh, uh, that's so cute. <laughs> so they love it. They love seeing like, oh, that baby is wearing your outfit. So my daughter found a picture at school on the wall um, where there was a baby coming to class for one of the programs they have where the, the kids learn about, um, what it's like to be around a baby. And this baby was wearing some pure color baby pants. And so my daughter came home that day, just thrilled from school saying, mommy, mommy, the baby at school today was wearing your pants. And I told all my friends and there's a picture on the wall that they had taken (laughs) of this little baby with the students surrounding her and the baby wearing my pants. So she was so proud and it was the sweetest thing. So oh, stuff that like is that. sweet. Just, yeah, I love know, it. it. It's awesome. So, well, Lindsay, as we wrap up, where can people find you on social media and your website? So I'm at Pure Color Baby on all social media. And my website is purecolorbaby.ca or .com. Um, we spell color with a U here, but if you yep. forget the U, <laughs> you can still find us. Shows up, yeah. <laughs> um, and we're mostly on Instagram. Uh, we're also on Facebook and we're also on Pinterest. And you can find it where our local shows are um, through our website as well or our Facebook page. Perfect. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I enjoy chatting with you. Yeah, you as well. Thanks for having me. And there you have it. Hey, you guys, if you haven't already taken the vacation personality quiz, make sure to check it out. It's a lot of fun and even better when you and your spouse take it. It will give you a better idea of what you guys are looking for in a vacation. So I came up with a free resource for you guys. I hope that you enjoy it and I'll see you next week.